Women as One promotes talent in medicine by bringing the unique talents of women to the forefront. We believe that, as one, women can use their collective voice to change the landscape of medicine. I'm Debbie Kaufman from the Amsterdam UMC in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. I'm a medical doctor and I've just finished my PhD in cardiology. Right now I'm working as a postdoc uh, researcher and I will start my uh, training as a cardiologist in May. I think somewhere in my middle school you start to think about what you want to do when you, when you become older and I thought that medical doctors they really enjoy their work uh, because it's probably so rewarding they go happy going to their work and uh, come back happy so I thought it would be a nice nice job to do and uh, really rewarding and fulfilling. So. Well, cardiology is for me, it's really diverse. So you can have the acute patients presenting with acute coronary syndromes or the patients who have chronic disease. And you have the, it differs from congenital heart disease to uh, electrophysiology. I think it's uh, very interesting because it has all these different things you can investigate. And I really like that it's also the symbolical, it's the heart, so. Nadia Sutton. I work at the University of Michigan where I'm a clinical lecturer. I finished my interventional fellowship last year, so approximately one year out of fellowship. I have wanted to be a doctor ever since I was about seven or eight years old. I actually have a really funny picture of myself that I drew when I was in first or second grade surrounded by syringes and stethoscopes. And I think that it consolidated for me when I was in middle school. My mom had breast cancer and I was taking science classes and I thought it was all very interesting. And I thought, well, I did want to be a doctor, but I also wanted to be a researcher, and I thought I had to pick one or the other. So at the time, I kind of switched focus and thought, well, maybe I want to be a researcher. Later on, as I was doing my training, I realized that you could actually do both, and so I decided to continue along the path of being a physician, but also with a research focus. I became drawn to cardiology, I think, because when I had just graduated from undergrad, I was working in a cardiovascular research lab at Boston University. I happened to land a job working for the chief of medicine at the time, and it was a very formative experience. I started to learn more about cardiology. At the time, I had no idea what a myocardial infarction was, but you know, I learned and I started to learn about the cardiac physiology and how to research it. As I went through medical school and was doing my residency training after medical school, I continued to really enjoy my cardiology rotations and I just really liked the physiology and I liked taking care of patients who I really felt needed care, that they really were truly sick and really truly needed to have something done about their medical problem or else they were going to die. So I just felt that it was rewarding in the sense that you actually were preventing the patient from dying and that was something real. It wasn't sort of esoteric. It was something concrete, I guess I would say, that I felt like I was making an impact on the patient and I could actually see the results. Dr. Kelly Epps, Inova Heart and Vascular Institute, Medical Director, Center for Women's Cardiovascular Health. I am four and a half years out of fellowship. I decided pretty early on that I wanted to be a doctor. I grew up in a medical family. My grandfather and father were both surgeons. My mother was a nurse. And so it was a natural course for me, I think. The most striking thing for me was the uh, longitudinal and very personal relationships that they were able to form with their patients and their patients' family. And I saw early on the tremendous impact that you could have on a community by championing health um, and equity in the community. 
My father had a heart attack and, and subsequently had coronary artery bypass graft surgery when I was young, and that certainly influenced me. I always had profound appreciation for the cardiologist who kept him healthy, and in medical school, it was when I realized that cardiology could be a fulfilling career for me personally. As I went through physiology and pathophysiology and anatomy coursework, in medical school, I was fascinated by the heart, and I saw that the field had made such extraordinary advancements in the prior two decades, and there was a lot of excitement around innovation and research. And so for me, as an interventional cardiologist, I now put in stents routinely when patients come in with heart attacks and many times they may be discharged within a day or two. And the fact that this technology wasn't even approved yet in the U.S. when my father had his heart attack, I think certainly that sort of sparked my interest in and fascination with interventional cardiology as well, just knowing how far the technology had come in such a short time period. Well, right now I'm a researcher, so what I like is that if you investigate something and you find something that could possibly lead to either better diagnosis or better prognosis, because if you find something that you can that can help the treatment, you're really contributing to something in the future. And I think that's really nice if you, you're, you're finding stuff that could help the patients. The most challenging, well, I think as a researcher, you also have to present your work. And that's something in the beginning I thought was really challenging. But now I like doing my presentations and it's also really nice to hear what other people think about the work you've done. So what I find the most rewarding about what I do, I guess it sort of changed over time. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy making the patients feel better. And obviously when you have a very sick patient that comes in and you make a big impact on saving their life. And obviously that's very gratifying. But the other thing that I found very enjoyable is that I have the ability to spend time with my patients and actually explain to them what their disease state is and what the options for treatment are. And I have so many patients that actually say how much they appreciate it because that's like the first time somebody's actually explained it to them. That makes them a more active participant in their care. And I think that that's something that's probably changed for me over time is that I used to feel like, okay, you know, I'm going to be the one who comes in and you know, saves this patient. But now it's more like, well, the patient has an active role in the decision-making and can make some choices for themselves and how they want to live and actually how they want to die. So probably one of the most challenging things about what I'm doing in particular is trying to balance all of the different pressures on my time. You know, I want to be able to spend time with patients, but I also want to write detailed notes so that my colleagues can understand my decision-making. I want to be a researcher. I want to investigate the underlying physiology of the patient's medical problem. My particular interest is in vascular calcification that in particular happens in older patients or elderly patients. And sometimes those are the most challenging patients to take care of because they're older, they're more frail, but yet they have the highest risk disease. You know, that's probably the, the most challenging thing is trying to balance all of the competing interests for my time and still take good care of the patients and still do high quality research. I think it's really helping patients live their best lives. And whether it's performing procedures on patients that you know will help improve their quality of life or their longevity, guiding a patient through an acute illness and then watching them in the end sort of come through that with a renewed commitment to their health um, and to their families, I think that's always something that I find very rewarding. I think the most challenging thing is time management. 
the uh, patient care can be a 24 hour, seven day a week job. And I think about my patients all the time, whether I'm on call or not, whether I'm in the hospital or on vacation. And especially now that I've been a patient myself, I realize how important it is for the doctor who knows the patient best to help guide healthcare. And so it really can be a full-time job in itself, taking care of patients. But then also as an early career professional, it's important for my growth in cardiology to make sure that I'm participating in program development and education and research. And this is also happens to be the time when, when many of us who are early career are, are starting families or are raising young children. And so it can be a, a constant juggling act at times to try to make sure that you are able to be a, an active participant in all aspects of your life because each one of those really does contribute to the whole. But it is time management is, is important. Well, hopefully, I think the, there will be more balance, so balance in more female cardiologists. That would be really nice. I hope that the circumstances or the, the field would be better adjusted to women doctors with children. And I think the recognition of that female doctors are actually just the same as male doctors, so that there wouldn't be such a difference between or looking at a female doctor or a male doctor. Specifically in cardiology, I think because there aren't many women just yet, I think we should help each other and promote each other and help each other's career by trying to include people in all the projects we're working on or to collaborate. And in this way, I think we can make it easier to get to the cardiology specialty. Yes, in research it's really easy to collaborate. If you have an idea, you can call or pitch your idea to other researchers, female researchers or male researchers, and then you can seek out for advice when you've written your paper or if you're doing the statistics. So it's specifically research is really easy to work together and to get help and also to include other people. Well, I think the landscape will be changing. I think that as there begins to be more women in the field of interventional cardiology, it is going to change. The problems that we're facing are probably going to change. I think for the last, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years, with there being fewer women, it's almost like a survival, you know, situation. We're trying to raise families and, you know, I can't speak for other women, but I know that it is very challenging having young children and plus being an interventional cardiologist. And so I think that as there becomes a generation of women who have been through that and that they can mentor women who are you know, sort of earlier in their careers and who are facing some of those challenges, that there just will be more understanding about, you know, the challenges that women face that are unique to them. And I think that the landscape is probably going to get easier for women as a result of that. I think that, you know, organizations like this are really critical and important towards, you know, just making sure that there are opportunities for women. I think that there are a lot of things that sometimes occur that are, it's sort of a default. It's not necessarily that anybody's going out of their way to, you know, keep women out of a particular realm or anything like that. I don't, I don't think that that's as pointed as that. It's more Perhaps, you know, the guys are going out for a beer and it doesn't occur to them to invite the woman in the group. And so I think that just having more women around and having more opportunities for collegial relationships are going to help women in ways that are not necessarily, you can't necessarily pinpoint them. So I'm, I'm hopeful about the future. I think there's been a lot of uh, increased attention on understanding the current state of women in medicine and steps that we need to 
to take to make improvement. We know that women uh, make up more than half of those in training in medical school and internal medicine residency, yet women are still underrepresented in the field of cardiology and interventional cardiology in particular. We also know that there is a wage gap between men and women that is real, and we know that there is an attrition of women in higher ranks in academic leadership. And so we're starting to bring light to this. And I'm hopeful that we'll begin to see parity in the next 10 years.